With Jordan Walker heating up, will the Cardinals give him the call? Joe Adele is launching homers left and right in the minors. Is he worth one last chance? Join us for a gripping episode as we provide you with the best dashes for your IL and watch us on today's action-packed episode of Locked On Fantasy Baseball. You are Locked On Fantasy Baseball, your daily fantasy baseball podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello, fantasy baseball fanatics, and welcome to the Locked On Fantasy Baseball Podcast, brought to you by the Locked On Sports Network, your team every day. As always, we're your number one source of fantasy baseball knowledge, and thank you for making us your first listen each and every day. I'm your host, Dominic Martino, here with my brother, co-host, partner in crime, Matthew Ane. Yo, what's up, guys? You can find us on all social media platforms and podcasting apps. Just search for Locked On Fantasy Baseball and we'll be there. If you're listening on a platform like Apple or Spotify that allows five-star ratings and reviews, we would truly appreciate it. If you can go and do that for us, helps a long way to grow the outreach of the podcast. If you're watching on YouTube and you haven't already, hit the little bell below. Subscribe to the channel. Also gives you a notification every time we drop a new episode. And once again, if you're on YouTube, please be sure to like and comment because we love to talk fantasy baseball with you. Download the Game Time app, create an account, and use the code Locked On MLB for twenty dollars off your first purchase. Last minute tickets, lowest price always guaranteed. And Locked On Fantasy Baseball fans, we got a fully loaded one for you today. Let us be your team secret weapons as always, while we provide you with the best stashes for your IL and watch list. Matt, my brother, who do we have up first today? Let's talk about Mr. Jordan Walker. Let's uh, talk about one of my favorite guys. You know, coming into the year. Fortunately, the cards did him dirty and sent him down. Wouldn't let him work out his problems up in the bigs. Um, I understand he was hitting a lot of ground balls. His defense wasn't great being in the outfield because he mainly played third base for most of his, you know, his uh, minor league career until the last like year. So like, I get it. But I mean, you know what? You don't just call up a 19 year old and then just say, okay, see you later. Go back to the minors and figure it the hell out. So, you know, we saw a slump. And quite honestly, it, people were asking in the in the questions. I think we even said it on the pod. Like, hey, should I drop him if I since I drafted him? You know what? Our answer was yes. Now, you know, like I always say from the beginning of the year, I mean, from from draft season, stay like water because you know you may want to come back to this guy even though you gave up on him. So this is that episode where you put him on your watch list. And right now he's getting a little. He's doing a couple things, right? So in the minors in the month of May, because April was horrendous when he came back, which is understandable. He has. 12 runs, six doubles, two bombs, 13 ribs. Struck out a whole bunch, and he's batting about 237. But, I mean, here's the thing. Oh, and four stolen bases. Here's the thing, though, Like, and what I'm going to take this as. He didn't start really heating up until the last couple of games. Like, you know, he started really putting some some hits together and whatnot. He's still, you know, not giving you the 300 batting average or even the mid-200s, but it's coming up. I see a trend. I see something in Jordan Walker that we're going to start seeing him start mashing soon because, you know, he, it's, he's a young player. He's probably very volatile at this moment, but once he gets that confidence, Jordan Walker's absolutely unstoppable. And that's why he broke camp. So this is why we're saying, just watch him. Don't add him. I would not add him, but watch him for now. 
And unless you're in a league where everybody is super aggressive with adding all prospects and holding them for half a season, I would just watch them because I don't know when they're going to give them the call. Maybe it's after the all-star break, but Jordan Walker at some point is going to come up again, but I'm not, I'm not holding on to him. And until, until I start seeing like, you know, two home runs, like a home run a week or two home runs a week, he's batting them, you know, made the high two hundreds. And, you know, he's just stealing everything under the sun like we know he can. Once he starts doing that, that's when you could start saying, okay, I need to get this kid. But right now, he's a hold. Just just keep him on the watch watch from a distance. It's Jordan Walker. Yeah, Jordan Walker the last two weeks, though, hitting over 300, uh, you know, a couple of bombs. He, he's been looking a lot better. The stolen bases have been there a bit. And we all know he's a dual threat, you know, maybe like a Ronald Acuna light. Uh, the kid's still young, as Matt mentioned. Uh, I believe he's still uh, – 21 years old, 6'6", 245. He's got that man body already. The Cardinals, you know, are fighting in that NL Central. It's super, super close over there with, you know, everybody within a couple of games of each other. They need a spark plug. I think Jordan Walker could be that spark plug. 40% owned on Yahoo. I'll tell you this. Uh, if you're in a deeper league, like a 12-man league, and, you, and you're in, a, you know, like first, second, third, and you can afford to have somebody on your bench or you have an extra NA spot and Jordan Walker's out there, I think he's a sneaky ad now because I feel like it could be an any day type of thing when either somebody gets hurt on the Cardinals or, you know, they just say screw it and, you know, let's get this kid back up here and let him thrive because he was great in his first like two weeks before, you know, he went, uh, I know maybe it was like a week and a half, two weeks where he was like, you know, had like 12 uh, games in a row with a hit. And he was just looking fantastic. I think Jordan Walker, somebody keep on your radar, throw him on your watch list. If you can afford to add him now, add him now. Because once he gets added, it's a race to the waiver wire to go get him. He's one of the best prospects in all of baseball, if not the best. Let's move on, though. Let's get you guys a pitcher, somebody that, you know, I've talked about on this podcast before, somebody I'm a big um, advocate for, and it's Andrew Abbott. Now, Andrew Abbott, man, this guy is something else. He throws pretty hard, uh, you know, big dude, six foot, uh, 200 pounds, you know, got that man body on him already. And, you know, since the last time we talked about him, he started thriving again, you know, um, had a little rough start in AAA, but, you know, on the, the total in AAA so far this year, seven starts, 305 ERA, 38 innings, 54 strikeouts, 107 whip. Uh, if we can combine that with his first couple of starts in AA uh, on the year in the minors, it goes to 10 starts for Abbott, 250 ERA, 54 innings, nine a, a minor league leading 90 strikeouts. I think the next closest guy to him is at like 77. So he is absolutely dominating in the strikeout department with a 0-9-2 whip for Andrew Abbott. I think the Reds at some point, I say within the next – month or so are going to go all in. They're going to call up Abbott. They're going to call up Ellie De La Cruz. They're going to call up uh, Encarnacion Strand. And those are all names, you know, we might talk about some of them next week, you know, in depth a little bit more. But Andrew Abbott could be a difference maker as starting pitcher. Reminds me a little bit of that Spencer Strider type of, you know, he's got, you know, a good velocity, uh, got decent breaking stuff, huge strikeout potential. He, I don't think he'll be as good as Strider, but somebody that you're definitely going to want to look out for. Once again, Andrew Abbott, starting pitcher, Cincinnati Reds, very, very lowly owned on Yahoo. Throw him on the watch list for now. I wouldn't say add him yet. Yeah, great take, Dob. Great take. I don't think I need to say anything else. Uh, let's move on here. Let's talk about Mr. Gavin Williams. Gavin Williams, Cleveland Guardian prospect. He is absolutely bananas. I love this kid. Quite honestly, he's probably one of my favorite pitching prospects coming into the year, period. He's played through two levels, double A AA and triple A, and he's smoking it down in triple A right now with a 2.25 ERA. He has 32 innings pitch. He has 42 Ks. 
repeat that 42 Ks to 32 innings pitched. And in double A, he had 14 innings pitched and he had 20. So he has 62 strikeouts on the year right now. His whip in the in double A was sub one at a 0.62, and in triple A, a one on the dime. So, like, you know, Gavin Williams is a great pitching prospect, hands down. Now, the only thing is, there's a little bit of um, a cluster up right uh, in, in Cleveland right now. The only guy that's even exposed that I think he's probably going to get the call down is probably Cal Quantro. He's definitely not keeping it. But the problem is, you're going to have Tristan McKenzie coming back next week, and you're also going to have, or uh, and you're also going to have um, Savali. Aaron Savali, so you, who we talked about in the waiver wire show this week. Now, the only thing is, those two guys I just named are Flanges guys, right? And I love Tristan McKenzie and Savali, but they do like to get hurt. So it may take just that for Gavin Williams to get the call up. So, you know, he's somebody that you want to watch. I don't know about Holden either. This is just where I'm at, where I just don't know what to do in terms of this. He will be another rush, the waiver wire when he gets called. But, you know, he's somebody I don't know when, if, or how. So I would just keep an eye out for Gavin Williams, and I would not add him. Yeah, Matt, great take. Uh, Gavin Williams is such such a great young pitcher. He he doesn't give up runs at all with a sub two ERA each of the last three years, including this year. Uh, pretty solid, you know, with the strikeouts. He'll I think he'll be right around that K per nine. More of a finesse type pitcher. Very very good. Reminds me of Tristan McKenzie when it comes to you know uh, not giving up too many hits, not giving up too many walks. Uh, absolute stud. And then Savali's pitching uh, on Friday. And uh, as you said, McKenzie's back. There might not be a spot for him imminently, but we will see where things go. But real quick, before I move on, we got a sponsor for you guys. And we're going to talk about the Game Time Ticket Purchasing app. Have you ever tried to buy tickets to see your favorite artist or sports team and wound up being stressed out by how much of a hassle it can be? Buying tickets to your favorite events shouldn't be stressful. Especially with that, you know, NBA uh, finals coming up, you might want to get some tickets for that uh, Nuggets Heat series, which is going to be absolutely fire. Game time is the fast and easy way to buy tickets for all the sports, music, comedy, and theater near you with killer deals on last minute tickets and their best price guarantee. You could stop stressing over the tickets and start getting hyped for the fun you'll have. Using the Game Time app is super rewarding with flash deals and last minute tickets. Easy to find and buy tickets for every kind of event in your area. Images and views from the seats you'll be sitting in. Lowest price guarantee and event cancellation protection. I mean, there's a reason why it's the fastest growing ticketing app in the country. Download the Game Time app, create an account, and use the promo code LOCKEDONMLB for $20 off your first purchase. Terms apply. Again, create an account and redeem the code LOCKEDONMLB for $20 off your first purchase. Download the Game Time app today. Last minute tickets and the lowest price is always guaranteed. And we want to thank our everydayers and new listeners for making Locked On Fantasy Baseball your first listen each and every day. Be sure to be lookout, on the lookout for a new episode tomorrow where Matt and I provide you with the must-add players heading into this weekend. And real, real quick, guys, we're almost at 2,000 subscribers on YouTube, and we couldn't have done it without you. If you enjoy this show and want to help us out, please share this podcast with a few friends who also enjoy fantasy baseball or just baseball in general. We'd be truly grateful for your support. And up next, we have few more young gun prospects like Joe Adele and Ronnie Mauricio. Then we're going to get into some IL stashes like Tarek Skubal and Kenta Maeda. But, Matt, my brother, who do we have up next? All right. Uh, let's talk about Mr. Joe Adele, um, somebody that's been just, like, smacking the ball all around. 
the minor league system. It's actually crazy. And you guys are probably rolling your eyes with me bringing up this kid's name for the umpteenth time and probably every other podcast as well. But here's the thing, right? The kid's 24 years old. He got his first big shot, right, at 21, which, you know what, you can't expect the kid to just come up and do his thing. Like, you know, prospects like Acuna, Soto, you know, Jordan, and you know, the list goes on of all guys. It's not like everybody. I mean, look at look at with Vladdy, how long it took Vladdy. Look how long it took Wander, right? Like, it, sometimes it does take time. So, Joe Adele may just take a little bit longer. We shall see. But let's tell, let's read about what he's doing right now. Let me just stop going off and making excuses. Let me tell you, let me back it up with the proof in the pudding here. So, 187 at bats at AAA. He has 36 runs, 11 doubles, 17 bombs, leading all of the minor leagues in home runs right now, 41 ribs, four stolen bases, and he's batting about 278. I'm loving this with an OPS of 975. Like, he is doing his thing. Now, I am cautiously optimistic on Joe Adele. If he gets the call, I will give him a shot. I'm not expecting the world, but... The hype is real right now, and we shall see what happens. Now, here's the other caveat. We did see Kelnick do this last year. He, you know, went down into the minors, smoked it, got the call back, and then did absolutely nothing, pooped in his big boy pants. But we shall see. This is Joe Adele's third year. Took Kelnick three years as well. So maybe this is it. Maybe this is the time. We shall see. But, you know, don't be like, oh, my God, I got to drop my whole fab on this dude. But he is somebody that you have to watch and possibly add, but I would not stash. Yeah, Jamal, you hit the nail on the head with a lot of your analysis. You know, Joe Adele is still super young at um, 24 years old. I think, you know, he's 2% owned on Yahoo. He's a watchless guy. Don't add him right now. Watchless guy. There's not really a true opening there in the Angels lineup at the moment. But, you know, if there's an injury that pops up or something like that, I wouldn't be surprised if they give Joe Adele the call. Uh, uh, you know, it takes time, it takes times with these young kids. It's not, you know, back to the last couple of years, as I mentioned, the names of the guys that have came up and dominated, you know, like Acuna, ETC, but Joe Adele, you know, like Kelnick and some of these other guys might just be a little bit, you know, take time to adjust to the game. Joe Adele, somebody you definitely, definitely want to keep your eye on. Let's move on though. And let's talk about another New York Met. New York Mets have been kind of, you know, like ready to call up a lot of prospects. We've seen Vientos. We've seen um, Francisco Alvarez. We've seen quite a few of these guys. So uh, with Ronnie Mauricio, you know, who the guy we're uh, about to talk about here, had a monster spring training, kind of threw his name higher and higher on the prospect list. He's 6'3", 222, very, very big boy, only 22 years old. He's been absolutely, you know – um raking down in the minors this year. Like I said, after that uh, strong spring training start, he's really making a case for himself. And this is a team where they do have some openings where Mauricio can come up and, you know, fit into that lineup, whether it's at DH or, you know, taking more, maybe Marcana's spot in the outfield. So Mauricio so far uh, in the minors this year in AAA uh, to add 51 games, 37 runs, 22 doubles, two triples, seven homers, 33 RBIs with nine steals, 341 batting average. I believe I remember, you know, reading that he made a change with the swing or something like that uh, coming into spring training and it's paying off in dividends. This guy's got power. He's got speed, a very Jordan Walker-esque, you know, type of numbers in the minors. 
I think if Mauricio comes up, he's a must add right now on Yahoo. I'd say, you know, or anywhere you play, you know, uh, throw him on your watch list, see where the things go. I wouldn't be shocked that, you know, as I said, the Mets kinder have been ready to call up a lot of their prospects. Mauricio's actually more owned than uh, Joe Adele, believe it or not. Mauricio's at 9% on Yahoo, but throw him on the watch list for now and see where things go. Once again, Ronnie Mauricio, uh, prospect for the New York Mets. Yeah, no, great, great take on on Mauricio. You know, he definitely solid, definitely an ad at some point this season. But let's move on here. I don't think I need to comment anymore. Let's talk about Tarak. Tarek. 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 I, dude, sorry. Tarek Scoobal. Yeah, man, you, you get you get my boy today. You get my boy. You got to do him justice. I know. I, I'm thinking Tarek, Tarek Dactyl, you know. Maybe that's <laughs> what we're going to go with. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> I love that. We got to call him that. That's a great nickname, though. We, I'm saying we, we call Tyra Scooble the Pterodactyl. I love that. I, yeah. Actually, I'm, I'm, I'm on board. We're, we're, we're making claim here on Locked On Fantasy Baseball for that nickname. If it catches on, we Matt came up with it first, the Pterodactyl Tarek Scooble. TM, trademark. Yeah, trademark. Oh. All right, let's talk about Mr. Scooble here. And you know what? Let's let's do a deep dive here because my guy is coming off an elbow injury, you know, yes. and it it's one of those things where it's really sad. But I mean, hey, it is what it is. He did have a really good season in the short stint he was he played though, right? So 117 innings last year. He had seven wins. He had 117 Ks. So that's a K per nine round on the dime. How you doing? He had a 3.52 ERA with a 116 WHIP. Now that's great. Like you know, like hey, I'm excited for him to get come back up and do his thing. He's also what 25 years old. So there's still a lot of upside on him. I really do like what he can bring to the table. He hasn't really shown too much outside of that little short stint last year before he got hurt, but I do like the deal. Like, I mean, Hey, he was a good prospect back in the day and he never really had, you know, a fair shake here with just being in uh, being injured. And I think last year, if he would have kept, kept going, it probably would have been a lot better than how it is. And plus his FIP was a two nine, six, so, I mean, he's well over underperforming what his fit base. So that's fielding independent pitching, if anybody doesn't know that stat. Um, so Scoble is definitely an ad for me the second he comes back. It looks like, just real quick, that he's probably not due back for another couple of weeks. They're saying about four to five rehab starts. But so, like, he's going to be end of June right before, like, right after the All-Star break ad. So, you know, during that time you know you might want to either add him to your il closer to the end of june or if you can now and just see how long you can hold him or just keep him on your watch list until then yeah i i'm gonna i'm gonna go out on a limb here and say add him now and i have i'm i have a uh, scoogle stashed on all my teams pretty much at the moment he's only 11 percent owned on yahoo uh scoogle's supposed to start his rehab assignment maybe this weekend or early next week and as i mentioned they're saying about four or five rehab starts for him so with scoogle man it's get him now if he goes out there in his minor league rehab assignment and has a big game that's it 11 jumps to 50 percent overnight and you will miss out on grabbing uh tarik scoogle uh the pterodactyl love matt love that nickname that's so catchy bro <laughs> and the thing is he supposedly has been very very impressive in his bullpens and facing you know batters there i know detroit doesn't have a lot of great batters for him to face over there but hey if he's impressing against those guys 
you know, with the year he had last year, he has a solid minor league track record in his one full season in the minors. Uh, he was very, very good. That's 2019. He had 24 starts in the minors, 242 ERA, 122 innings, 179 Ks, uh, 101 whip. So the, the strikeout upside is there for Scooble. As Matt mentioned, still only 26 years old. And, you know, the kid was a, you know, had buzz as a prospect. You know, he wasn't a nobody at all. He was a top end prospect. So I think Scooble somebody that if you if you're desperate for starting pitching or if you're even looking to bolster your rotation a little bit, Scooble's a, a must add at the moment for me. Yep. And before we move on and we talk about Trevor Rogers, Kenta Maeda, and Jose Alvarado, you know, we have some great sponsors we need to talk to you about. All right. Thanks, guys, for being patient. Dom, take it away, bro. Yeah. So next up, we have Mr. Trevor Rogers. And, you know, just somebody that, like, uh, is, is, is a. I got a soft spot for him. Last year, you know, he was banged up a little bit, and I think he was even banged up a little bit the previous year uh, after having that monster rookie year. Uh, I, I think he's got all the talent in the world. He Right now he's hurt. He's got that bicep issue. He was, you know, he start, his first two starts were rough this year, and then his, uh, you know, second, uh, his third start was very good against Arizona on April 14th. He went six innings, got the win, seven strikeouts, gave up a run with a one whip. And he was pitching well against San Francisco uh, in his fourth start until he left with that injury. But, you know, uh, Rodgers is scheduled to throw four innings in his first minor league rehab start. Um, I think it's next Tuesday. And I think I think he'll come back, and I think he'll be solid. He's 13% owned on Yahoo. I think uh, he's behind Scooble for me if you want to stash a starting pitcher. But Trevor Rodgers is no slouch, man. I'm going to remind you of why – uh, you know, Trevor Rogers is somebody that you definitely, you know, want to at least give a chance. Let's talk about his, uh, you know, his first full year in the bigs, which was 2021. 25 starts for Trevor Rogers that year, 264 ERA, 133 innings, 157 strikeouts, a 115 whip. So I will say this the control probably isn't going to be great for him. He's not a control artist. So when he first comes back, the whip might be a little bit high. But hey, he gets a press runs. Miami's not horrible. So, you know, he might win a couple of games, not too many. But I think I think we can't give up on, you know, Trevor Rogers yet. Still only 25 years old. Uh, far, far from the point where we're just going to throw him to the wind. People might have fatigue on him. That's why he's so lowly owned at 13%. Go and give Trevor Rogers an ad if you missed out on a schoolable, or if you just want to, you know, take the chance on him. Uh, definitely worth an IL stash right now. Absolutely. I mean, last year, if you were with us, you know, Rogers was somebody I didn't want to give up on. And you know what? I, I still can't get out. I'm, I'm a truther. So, like, I trust him. I don't think that that one year was a fluke. So, He's definitely worth an ad. Now, let's talk about somebody that was absolutely disappointing over the last couple of years, but, you know, kind of had a couple good starts and then got hurt, and that's Mr. Kenta Maeda. Maeda ha- ended up hurting his triceps, and it's unfortunate because he had a couple really good starts to begin the year and then got blown up and destroyed his ERA. Um, you know, his first outing against Miami had 9Ks, had a 1-8 ERA, and honestly had us thinking, okay, maybe he's fixed, figured something out here. Then he got hit up against the White Sox. Then Boston had like a four or five year. He only made it about two innings. And then he got he got hurt during again against the Yankees and he was done. But Kenta Maeda has a good has a good history. He's serviceable. He's not like this all-star that's gonna blow you away back in like the 2020 season where he had like a, a 270 ERA. Like that ain't happening. But he could be somebody that can be a nice spot start. And honestly, like if you're out there in these leagues right now. Pitching is horrendous on the waiver wire. Like it is so hard to come by. 
So Kenta Maeda could be an upside in a longer trip play. Somebody you own that isn't 100% matchup proof, but I would say about like 70 to 75% matchup proof. So like he's somebody that I'm probably want to add now and he should be coming back soon. Let me find out when they're saying real quick. So it looks like he's probably got what his first rehab start on Tuesday and he was hitting about 89 miles per hour. So they're probably going to want him to get up a little bit more. So I, I guarantee like another two starts and then he'll be up and probably go. And so probably another two weeks. So I, if you can, and if you're really hurting on the in the pitching side, I would definitely add Kent to my edit. Yeah, my age is like once again, we kind of keep going a little bit lower with each guy. You know, Scoobles, I said number one, then Rogers two. And if you missed out on both of them, Kenta Maeda, you know, 16% owned on Yahoo. You can give him a shot. As Matt mentioned, uh, you know, I, I think, you know, uh, Maeda could be like a mid to high threes ERA type of guy, right? Hovers around right around that K per nine uh, region. But with the whip, he's very usually pretty solid with the whip. His whole career, as you know, is a one-one-four whip guy. So you know, if you if you want to bite the bullet on Maeda, you need a better whip. You know, I'd go him over Rogers, and you know, because Rogers is going to be a little bit higher of a whip guy, better ERA. So kind of like a give and take there, especially since you know Rogers pitches in Miami, which is a little bit better of a park to pitch in. But I think Maeda serviceable once again. Sixteen percent owned on Yahoo. He'll be back sooner than later. And, you know, as Matt said, you know, he's actually they're saying that, you know, he hit 89.9 with his fastball, which is actually better than he was doing in his first four starts. So that's actually something you like to see. And, you know, there's a couple of spots in that twins rotation where he could hop in and, you know, get his spot back. But let's move on to our next guy here. And let's talk about Jose Alvarado. He's a little bit more, you know, um, highly owned. Uh, than some of the other guys that we talked about today. But if he was dropped in your league, Jose Alvarado was absolutely, you know, dominant before he got, um, you know, uh, injured here. Uh, he had 0.63 ERA, 0.63 WHIP, five saves, 14 innings, 24 Ks. Uh, right now, he's working his way back from that elbow issue once again. That's Jose Alvarado. He threw 13 pitches in uh, his last, um, you know, live batting practice session. Uh, seems like there's been no complications. He'll should be out on a rehab assignment sometime this weekend. And I could see him, you know, uh, relief pitchers don't need that much time on their minor league rehab assignments. Uh, so maybe he'll be back sometime late next week. Once again, Jose Alvarado, closer for the Phillies. No, Nobody really stepped up in that Phillies bullpen and took the closer role. So I think it's still there from when he comes back. He's 72% owned, but he's down like, you know, uh, 5% the last week. If he was dropped in your league and he's still out there, I think Jose Alvarado is a great, great pickup right now. And, and that's a guy you got to pick up right now. Yep, absolutely. Or a trade for. I mean, like he's yeah. not. Yes, he, yes. You know, like, I mean, it's worth taking a shot and trying to snag him up. 100%. Try, try and be like at the end of the trade, like, boop, okay, I kind of want him to. He'll get the deal done for us type type player. Great Alvarado take. throws gas. Like, my guy hits like 100, no problem. So, you know, you want to get him. But let's move on here. Great take, Dom. No, great um, take by you. You actually just snuck in there and, uh, you know, made that take very, very good, brother. Thank you, sir. All right, let's talk about somebody I was high on. We, I talked about him on our watch list show, you know, before the episode, before the season started, and that's Mr. Kyle Lewis. I don't know if you guys remember what he did during spring training, but man, oh man, did he do something fun. Kyle Lewis had, what, 28 at-bats during all spring training. He had six runs. He had three doubles, three bombs, 11 ribs, had, you know, only five walks, Five strike, a little, I'm sorry. <laughs> eight walks. No, eight strikeouts to five, uh, five walks, which is nice. It's something that he hasn't done in a while. And batted 429. Sorry, I got a little tongue twisted. It's a little hard to read. 
And then out of nowhere, you know, he makes the team, which we all didn't think he was going to make the Diamondbacks rotation, gets a couple of hits, and honestly took a dump and then gets sick. Now, I don't know what's going on with Kyle Lewis. I, I pray that everything is good with him now. You know, like, you know, it's an illness, an undisclosed illness. So it was, it was probably something pretty serious. Um, I'm glad he's coming back. He donged twice in his first rehab start over here. On um, So I hope that Kyle Lewis is able to come back healthy and stay healthy and then kind of get his stuff going and build off of what he did in spring and what he looks like he's about to do in his minor league starts here in the first rehab. So Kyle Lewis is not somebody I'm adding whatsoever. Like, do not get me wrong. This isn't an add Kyle Lewis segment here. This is a watch. If he somehow earns himself an everyday playing time, and these minor league rehab starts start going off, then he's somebody I might add and just see what happens. Leave him on my bench. And if he starts going off and he starts doing his thing, you look like a genius. But Kyle Lewis right now is a watch for certain. Yeah. I mean, I'll throw this out there. Not that not that I think he's like a must add, but if you're playing in an NL only league or a deeper league, 15 man league, I know there's some of you crazies that play in even deeper than 15 man leagues, which I would never do. But hey, man, you got some guys out there that really love uh, fantasy baseball and just will play any type of league like that. I'm a little bit more restrictive in the kind of leagues that I like to play in. But hey, man, if you are Kyle Lewis is 1% owned. 1% owned on Yahoo. So if you play in one of those deeper leagues or the NL only, like I'm talking about, add them. Just throw them, throw them on your IL, throw them at the end of your bench and see what happens. Because in leagues like that, guys guys that have this kind of potential don't show up that often. And, you know, as Matt mentioned, two for five with two homers in his first rehab start. The Diamondbacks, there's not really a lot of great spots out there. You know, I mean, the outfield with Gurriel, who's going off. Jake McCarthy, they're giving another chance. You know, Corbin Carroll's a staple there. He's going to be a staple there for years. Uh, Pavement Smith at DH, maybe, maybe he can take that spot. So we'll see what happens with Kyle Lewis. You know, the reason that Kyle Lewis still gets all the hype, he had a, a monster rookie year in 2020. He played 58 games, 206 at-bats, 37 runs, three doubles, 11 homers, 28 RBIs, five steals, 262. So I think, you know, Kyle Lewis is capable at his peak, 260 hitter, uh, got some pop, maybe 20 bombs, maybe 15, 20 steals. Counting stats could be all right. That Diamondbacks team is, you know, serviceable. So he could be, you know, contributing. Not, not, not a total five category guy, but he can contribute in all five categories when he's healthy and doing right. Once again, Kyle Lewis, one percent owned Arizona Diamondbacks. But guys, you know, uh, Matt, unless you got anything else to say here, you know, I think we could wrap things up. Yes, sir. Go for it. All right, folks, so that is officially all for us today. Please be sure to like, subscribe, comment, rate, and review. Check out our website if you already haven't. Also, thank you for making Locked On Fantasy Baseball your first listen each and every day. Shout out to our everydayers and new listeners. We wouldn't be where we are without you. But also, make sure you lock on for a new episode tomorrow where Matt and I provide you with the best waiver wire ads heading into the weekend. So, guys, until tomorrow. Peace.